Welcome to 3AM, a learning opportunity through conversation furnished by the McFarlane Group. We record in the Relationary Marketing Studio at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. 3AM is a podcast conversation driven to bring the best stories about solutions from social impact superstars. Our intent through these conversations is to optimize your impact as you disrupt the status quo to make the world better. Why did we call our podcast 3AM? Frankly, because so many of us wake up in the middle of the night with questions, concerns, inspiration, and sometimes regret. And that time, 3AM is the time in a person's daily cycle when the body intersects the work of detoxification, rest, recovery, and planning, according to the traditional Chinese understanding of how the body works. The 3AM podcast captures the moments these social impact leaders awake to wonder, dream, pivot, or assess their efforts to make the world better. Their stories will help all of us in this work of seeking justice. For this episode of 3AM, we moved our studio to the Williamson County Chamber of Commerce, Business Expo, and Job Fair. Held in Liberty Hall at the factory in Franklin, we spoke with leaders in the county, the schools, and the chamber to understand how the chamber is supporting the growing space of entrepreneurship and social impact organizations. For this installment, we first speak with President and CEO Matt Largen about the expo itself and especially about their new Center for Innovation. This center provides a fast track for an emerging business to move from the kitchen counter to a newly designed office space in the heart of downtown Franklin in a building well over 100 years old. There's lots to talk about with Matt, so let's jump in. It's a way to encourage people to do business with each other. And I like to use the term spontaneous capitalism. I think that happens a lot at events like this. When you get people in the room, maybe they're disparate industries, but there are always opportunities for them to collaborate, use each other's service, buy each other's goods and services. I mean, this is what we're supposed to do as an organization, is convene people to create prosperity for these businesses and ultimately the employees who work for these businesses. So this is the vision for you? You know, as a chamber of commerce, the challenge is always to be relevant to your community. What are the things that you're offering that people actually want? And so we're always evaluating what we do, how we survey, how we talk to people, how we engage to make sure that we're staying relevant as a business organization. And so this is a way to do it. And I understand in terms of the Innovation Lab, you guys went out and talked to entrepreneurs. We did. We interviewed about 30 different entrepreneurs throughout Williamson County and Middle Tennessee and said, okay, if you had 4,100 square feet in an office space in downtown Franklin, what would you do with it? And you came up with the Innovation Lab we, the, Yeah, the Center for Innovation. I really yeah. think that's cool. So this expo goes on every other year. Why not we every, do. Why not well, every year? Well, I think, for, you know, for us, we want to make sure that we don't burn people out that we want events to be successful. And I think anytime you do something maybe too often, it becomes something that is not as well attended. And if people are gonna give up their time and their resources, we wanna make sure it's productive. And the way we do it is to have it every two years. In addition, there's a hun- there are 150 ways to engage 
on an annual basis in our events and meetings. So, you know, this is an add-on to every other year to make sure we don't burn this event out and burn our exhibitors out. Well, I like that. So how has it changed in the several years? Yeah. What are kind of cool additions or in, actually, what industries are you starting to see rise in the county right. itself? You know, I don't know that it's as much as industry specific as it is a mix of small, medium, and large size businesses. Okay, that's awesome. So this year, you know, Mitsubishi's here, they're new to town. And the one thing that makes this different is we added a career fair component to it. Yes. And because we get calls all the time asking, are you doing job fairs? Or do you know who's hiring? There's a two and a half percent unemployment rate in Williamson County, but we know people are either unemployed or more importantly, underemployed. And that's what we decided to add a component this year to the expo was to have a career fair component. So you can come here, have a good time, meet people, meet your peers, but also look for opportunities. Again, whether you're unemployed or underemployed. Well, it was interesting because a gentleman stopped by our table as well Mm -hmm. and just just to ask, and he said he he actually had been to one the other day, and there were maybe three people, and and he said to come here. Okay. Not only was he learning about the county and meeting some really cool people, but I let him know about the chamber, about the leadership programs, That's about great. the young leaders uh, programs. So you're right, that connectivity it, just it, seems it to is. be obvious. And I think what's really important about this community, we know that 60% of the people who live in our county aren't from Tennessee. And we have people moving in each day. So if there are ways we can engage them immediately to help them develop deep roots in the community, we are more likely to keep them in the long term and their families and really have a place to call home. So we try and work very hard to make sure this is an open and welcoming environment. We work hard to make sure this is an open and welcoming community. Let's center the conversation on this rise or maybe... Maybe we're just seeing it more, but this rise of entrepreneurism Mm -hmm. in this, we certainly know it in the greater Nashville area, but we certainly are feeling it in the Williamson County area, and you all are directing a lot of energies in that space. Why? Yeah, I think, you know, our job is to support the ecosystem. We don't create it. We know it's here. I think it creates organically just by the dynamism of the community. So our job, especially with the Center of Innovation, is to support that ecosystem. And whatever that looks like, for the Center of Innovation, it's space in downtown Franklin. For other organizations, it is professional development. It's connection to their peers, connection to their community through leadership programs. We're basically undergirding that entire entrepreneurial ecosystem that exists because people want to move here to put their kids in our schools, Companies want to move here to access that talent. That's how it works in modern-day economic development. I think it's interesting. At the Center for Innovation, I understand that it's a small amount of time. Mm -hmm. It's very focused. Mm -hmm. And what's the wisdom behind doing that for an entrepreneur? Yeah, so we really, you know, there's a lot of different ways we could go when we had those conversations with the 30 entrepreneurs. Um, And I think that it's like you said earlier, the common threads, robust technology, opportunities, reduced office space rent, and then a a, a great environment in downtown Franklin, and a collaborative community. Those are the common threads. And we said, okay, what can we do to create those things in this physical space at a critical time of an entrepreneur's growth process? And so we decided we only got nine rooms, 4,100 square feet. How can we be most beneficial to the entrepreneurial community in Williamson County? Well, it's the point where people are moving their businesses out of their kitchen out of their garage, into a physical space, and then once they're done with that, take additional office space in Williams County. It's very similar to what Alfreda, Georgia, has done with their tech center. 
so the point is for viability. Mm-hmm. So it can be an idea, but you're looking for one. Folks uh, that it's have probably really past the digestion stage. Exactly. Correct. So they have their business model. They've that's molded right. it. That's right. There's some capital that's already involved. That, that's exactly right. Yeah, and their business probably operates again either in a small space or in their home. Right, and so having their own space, but also being in a collaborative atmosphere. That's the difference. That yeah. makes it feel, this is not, it's a difficult term, but it makes it feel more real. I totally, think, no, right? I think that's great. There, We have a board member, a guy named Tom Edam, who runs AP Live, and he's grown it tremendously. And he said to us, this business didn't take off until he moved it out of our kitchen. And that really stuck in the back of my mind as we thought about what this space can do for these entrepreneurs in Williamson County. So how do you know you're going to be successful with the folks, the nine folks, seven folks, the nine folks that come in right. for about six months. And I understand that would be a rolling kind of process. It would be. Some it will would come be. for three, some yeah. might stay a little some, bit longer. Yeah. And actually, so the physical space gives us the option to rent out or lease out space that could be up to four or five people each room. So that center could actually be closer to 40 or 45 people, depending on the people who apply for it. That's a really cool community. Yeah, and that's the point, right? The point is creating right. community. And then, you know, Alpharetta, they've had this open for four years. They can track 70 direct jobs to the people who have graduated from their tech center. Oh, I see what, okay. And so that's it. That's how we measure our success are the jobs created after they leave and then the square footage that is occupied after they leave. So there's an application, and I understand all yeah. that. So yeah. Not the who, like their names, but right. who, who guides that evaluation right. system? Sure. And is there, you know, is there kind of this shepherd, or is there somebody who kind of runs the center? How's that work? Yeah, there is an advisor committee of people who have done this themselves. We recognize immediately with this idea, we are not entrepreneurs. We haven't started a business, but we have access to those who have. So we've got about six people who have experience doing this that will serve as an advisory committee. They will take applications. They will do an interview with each one and decides we'll decide who makes the most sense for that space for that limited time. So, so what kind of equipment comes into a yeah. space like that? Software, IT. It's okay. not going to be... Uh, so no maker box, see, no fabrication not, lab. You know, that's, that, a, that's back at your kitchen or garage. Well, it is. Or that's maybe when we will look to partner with the EIC for Williamson County Schools ah, to see. see if there's a way to use some of their equipment that goes in their space. So there's an it's entire... Definitely, there's not... Yeah, there's definitely not... We are not, weaving some material right, here. That's exactly right. Right. That's a really interesting idea to have that come into the EIC so that students right. get to see that that onboarding right. can happen when you're younger, but right. it can also happen at different ages in the life cycle, Absolutely, right? and, and I think one of the things is we interview people for this you know, very valuable reduced rate office space in downtown Franklin is their desire to give back to the community and also these students at the EIC. So the onboarding of that, it can come at any age. So what I want to kind of move to <laughs> is this also supports those folks who are more non-traditional in thinking in terms of how they're approaching their career. Right. Uh, and that they, it's almost that inventor thinking, like there's a problem, I want to solve it. That's exactly right. And so this is what we're, and to encourage that as a community, what's the impact that right. that has on the community, Matt? Yeah, I think it's tremendous. One of the things that when I visited Alpharetta, it's been a few months now, but the director talked about engineers that came out of some of their big corporate headquarters that had this idea to solve a problem. And they would decide, okay, I'm giving myself a year, and if this business takes off, I'm leaving corporate life forever and I'm taking this over. Um, If it doesn't, I'll go back and work at that corporate company. And that's exactly 
the people we think they're going to be in the space, at least some of them, who have this idea to solve this problem, but can't do it in the current constraints of maybe a large corporate environment, could certainly do it like this, or who have access to resources and capital to see their idea through. So you come at these ideas from not only checking out the current citizens in the county, but you travel a lot. Right, right. And it's it's really these kind of expeditions that give you ideas or show you how other right. problems have been solved. And then you, how do you personalize it to our county? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the way you personalize it is looking at a model like Alpharetta, which is very much the us to Atlanta like we are the Franklin to Nashville. And I think it's the fact that we have so many corporate headquarters. We have so many people new to the community. And the fact that I think this will be the front door for entrepreneurs in Williamson County really gets at the, the current network that's here, but also the new people to town who may not know um, the funders, may not know the angel investors, but know they've got a great idea. Or they've got a business that is fledgling. They're looking for some support. So it's not just office space. We're also going to bring wraparound services to the people in the space as well driven by the needs of the people in the space too over time. Yeah, with with the ultimate goal of bringing value to the community writ large right. in terms of jobs or yeah. solutions, That's right. right, in terms of their products or services. Yeah. It's, or It's really interesting you talked about solving a problem. It's interesting, I read an article, it's been a few years, but the article basically we're talking about how you, how you raise your kids. And one of the things you hear a lot that people say is, you know, find your passion, follow your passion. Well, I guess that's okay, if you can make your passion your business and it's and, and, and you can monetize it. This article said what you really should be telling kids is try to solve a problem. Find a problem, try to solve it. That's what you can make your career off of. You can make your passion into your hobby, right? But when it comes to how you make money, try to find a problem and solve it. I talk to my kids about that all the time. That's great advice. And it doesn't mean you're supposed to hate your job. That's not it at all. <laughs> but I think sometimes we give kids bad advice when we say follow your passion exclusively because a lot of times your your passion can't necessarily be something that pays your bills well and it might also be something that's only going to be uh, workable for a few years right that's right and so there needs and I really like the way you pose that with solving a problem because then you stay relevant that's right and you're using the gifts that's right. you've got right. versus hoping you're going to be right. that other person with you that know, skill set I've got a, I've got a daughter who uh, when she got her braces um, started to cook candy in the kitchen for kids who had braces, right? Wow. I mean, so she started to think about those sorts of things. Exactly the kind of a thought process I wanted to foster in both of my kids is, again, think of something you're going through, how that could apply to the masses, and then at some point how you can monetize it. I'm not trying to create 12-year-old CEOs of companies. I'm just trying to get them thinking that way down the line. Well, I like that because then the notion about college right. becomes more, more vendor-client-related right. versus, gosh, I hope I right. make it. You, you really right. are going to look at what campus that's do I right. want to You've be on. That's right. You've got a reason. If, if that's even going to be that's helpful right. for that's me. That's right. That's right. College was never intended to be for everybody. And I think we've right. got to be really clear about that. That's why we've done work with Mechatronics at Fairview High, a drone program I'm sure Nick talked about earlier at, at Nolensville High. Um, you know, uh, college is never meant to be for everybody. I think you need some sort of training, maybe an advanced degree, but it doesn't necessarily always have to be a college degree. So how can um, the citizens of... Williamson County help this movement of capturing kind of courageous creativity and 
giving it wings, and how can they help yeah. the Center for Innovation? You know, I don't, that's a great question. I'm not sure how the community at large can do it. I think if people know of people who they think this might good, be a good fit, once there we start go. taking applications, please refer them. When we start taking applications, we're gonna, we're gonna cast our net as wide as we can. Um, into some non-traditional communities, communities of color. I mean, ideas are not specific to, to gender or race, right? So we want to make sure we get a we cast as wide as possible because the face of Williamson County is changing, and that's a really good thing. Yes, it is. Matt, thank you so much for being here. So the, the notion behind this podcast is that folks with purpose and, and passion or want to solve a problem, a social issue, a social challenge, sometimes wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> Because their brain right. is working on that idea. And so what keeps oh, you yeah. up at night? Well, I think for Williamson County, uh, it's a privilege to be burdened with the kind of challenges we get a chance to face in collaboration with some exceptional leaders in Williamson County. That's around attainable housing, transportation solutions, and schools. You know, how do you really solve those challenges that are all created by growth in a way that maintains the uniqueness and character and honors the generation of leaders that have come before us in Williamson County. That's incredible. The social impact space is a priority for the Williamson County Chamber. Our next conversation is with Membership Engagement Director Lee Balcom, who tells us about an interesting community-based funding mechanism for nonprofits and a woman-focused program offered by the Chamber that continues to serve more and more women in the greater Nashville area with innovative programming. Lee was kind to take some time to stop by while the expo was going on and talk to 3AM. So let's jump in. So we are welcoming our next guest. It's Lee Bonkham, who's the Director of Membership Engagement. And she's also at Williamson, Inc. We are so glad to have had so many of you give us your time today to talk with us on the 3 a.m. podcast. So thank you. And you know we're in the social impact space um, in the McFarland Group. So I thought, wow. As usual, the Chamber is doing all kinds of cool things to honor that space. And one of them is the... Well, the women in business, which we I want to talk about as sure. well. But let's talk about this very special group of people that I know continues to grow that takes time to learn about the social impact organizations in the community and says, we want to support you right. I mean, and financially support you. So talk to me about that program. So the group is called 100 Women Who Care. And one of our chamber members actually approached me last summer. She had moved here from Knoxville. Her name is Linda Staffen, and she was involved with 100 Women Who Care in Knoxville. And so she asked me if I heard of it, and I was like, no, please tell me more. And so as she told me about the group, I was like, I want to help you with this. Because before working at the Chamber, I worked for two different nonprofits prior to that. So I already had a heart for nonprofits. I know how to put on events. And so I'm like, I can help you with any pieces that you need. And so we went and visited the chapter in Nashville. There was a Greater Nashville group. And each chapter kind of operates a little differently. And so we went and visited them to see how, you know, how they do things. And, of course, we had Linda's knowledge of Knoxville. And Linda just felt really um, strongly that, that we have enough nonprofits in Williamson County that there was a need for, for a Williamson County group. And so we went to a couple of meetings in Nashville and decided to launch 100 Women Who Care of Williamson County. And so we had our first meeting back in February. Um, the group meets quarterly, 
And so the idea is there's no membership dues per se, rather it's a commitment that each person that joins is gonna donate $100 per quarter to a local nonprofit that is selected um, by a majority vote of the group. And so it's an idea of a low level of commitment. It's one hour, one quarter, $100. And so, you know, the goal is to have 100 women we would love to have more than 100 women because yes, that means let's even... let's make it 100 plus. Let's make it, and that's what we have in our logo is 100 plus. Um, but we would love to have even more than that so that we're making an even bigger impact. But we hope to be donating $10,000 per quarter to an area nonprofit. And having come from a nonprofit background, I know the impact that that makes, especially to some of these smaller, very, very local organizations. If I'd received $10,000 or gotten a call that I was eligible for $10,000, I'd have been doing cartwheels down our hall. Yes, I I understand um, that. So I was really excited about the possibility of that. And, um, you know, we've already uh, committed to three groups so far, and we'll have our um, next meeting on November 7th. It's really open to anybody that wants to be a part of it and who's willing to make that commitment. Um, And $100 a quarter, I think, is a very manageable amount of money for most folks. And we've got a really great group of women, all different ages, all different professions and backgrounds. And so I I just think it's an opportunity for females in our community to come together and really affect um, those who need it the most positively in our community. So how do you choose those organizations? So each member can nominate one nonprofit a year. Okay. Okay, and prior to the meeting, we draw three randomly. I have an app on my phone, and they're all put in, and it literally spins and picks a nonprofit. And so um, they do have to meet some requirements. They have to have been in business for at least three years because we want to make sure that they are Some sustainability. Intact. Yes. Yeah, I get and, that. Um, and then uh, they also have to serve Williamson County. They're, the money has to be used in Williamson County. So, it, you know, it could be an organization that may serve multiple counties, but the money that we award has to be used in Williamson County. So when we receive those nominations, I vet them first, then they go in the pot, three are drawn, we contact them, um, they, we invite them to come to our meeting, they give a five minute presentation, um, so it's kind of limited. Um, we don't let them use audio visual, it's really just them speaking because we realize that some nonprofits don't have maybe the video capability and we, we want everybody to be as on level of a playing field as possible. Right. And so they come, they give their five minute presentation, we let our group of ladies ask questions for three minutes, and then the next one goes up. And so at the end, the membership votes on which nonprofit gets that money. And, and so what, let me tell you, too, what's really cool is so last quarter, um, we had three really great nonprofits, and um, one of them that did not win, you know, I talked to her afterwards, and I said, I so appreciate you coming, and your, your name will go back in the pot, and so you can be potentially drawn again. And she said, this has been great. I've had the opportunity to tell people about an organization that many didn't know about. And she said, and somebody actually wrote me a check too. So if somebody wants to onboard to the 100 plus, um, talk to me about that. Okay. So they can go to our website. It's 100womenwillco with one L.com. And um, it explains everything about how it works there. And there's a join button. And all they do is fill out a little form. And then they show up at our meetings. And the great thing is, too, if you can't come to a meeting, you can actually vote um, online. 
before the meeting so that you still have a voice. We provide you with the links to the different nonprofits so you can read up on those. Obviously, you're not hearing the presentation and making a decision, but you can still kind of decide who sure, you might be or you can even look most on their website. passionate about. Exactly. Right, right. Um, and we have also been doing um, Facebook Live broadcasts. Very so if nice. somebody can't be there, granted, Very they nice. can't vote based on that, but they can still see what the presentations Very were or nice. go back and look at them later. And can share if they want to. So, they feel really so led. That's great. So, and so they can also reach out to me at the chamber. Um, okay, so it, but it doesn't does it matter. Do you have to be a chamber member? No, no. Okay, see, this, I this love has, that outreach. This That's, has nothing to do really with the chamber, right. except that I Just happen to work there, okay. and Linda, who was a chamber member, and that's how I met her, okay. approached well, us about perfect. it. So it's not, you so know. So it's the, anybody, it's, and if you've got anybody. And two kids at home that are, you know, roughhousing, and you just need something, An outlet. That you, or you want to find out about what's happening for your next. That's exactly I really right. like this. There's a whole bunch of things. So let's do women in business. Okay. Let's talk about that, because sure. that's a marvelous asset of the chamber. I'm uh, obviously a little um, biased towards women in business, because I have been a part of that group for so long, and I chaired it a few years ago. I think it's an incredible group of professional women coming together, and I feel like younger women can learn from more seasoned professionals that are there, and at the same time, seasoned professionals can learn from the younger women, too, which is I really know. great. Yeah. And, um, you know, several years ago, it used to be that we had a women in business event every month, and several years ago, um, before I even came to work at the chamber, they kind of reassessed the events that we were doing, and we were doing a lot of events. We still do a lot of events, but they decided to pare down a little bit in order to really provide better quality over the quantity of events. And even as a member, before I came to work at the chamber, I noticed a difference in the caliber of speakers. Because when you're providing a speaker for three different groups within the chamber every month, that's just, that's a lot. And so um, I feel like we've kind of upped our game by, by doing that. And so the Women in Business group, um, if you are a chamber member, you can come to any of our events. So it's not like you do a separate membership for women in business. Sometimes people get confused by that. So if you're a member of the chamber, you can be a part, part of, of women in business. That's wonderful. And if you're not a part of the chamber and you just want to visit us occasionally, then you can pay a little bit more and come and, you know, oh, come to our events wonderful. too. So you still have that option. But we do um, three luncheons, two mixers, and then a half-day summit each Goodness. year. So six events a year. Goodness. I know it's a lot. And so we just did a half-day summit back in August that we had 200 ladies attend and great, great feedback. Um, and so we're... With speakers. With and, speakers. So yeah. we did a keynote speaker with breakfast and then three... We call them Wib Talks for Women in Business, oh, but I love TED that. Talk style speakers. Very nice. And um, our theme this year was um, elevating your success. So last year we did kind of empowerment and advocacy for women in the workplace, and this year, you know, took kind of a different theme. And um, we had Sarah Noose, who is the owner of Tippy Toes. She was actually on Shark Tank. You mentioned Shark Tank there earlier. We go. She was on Shark Tank, got Some a royalty. deal from Mark Cuban. Wow. Um, came home, looked at things, decided that was not a good deal for her, and wrote him a very lengthy letter wow. that she said she poured her heart and soul into, and she didn't get a very nice response and um, was told she would never be successful in business, and she now has an international company huh. and was just so positive and really wonderful to kick off our day 
Um, so she was great. And then we had, like I said, the three back-to-back speakers that kind of honed in on some different subtopics of that. So it was a it was a great event. We had a lot of positive feedback. Well, um, we really appreciate your time coming oh, here, especially I, when all of this wonderful expo is going on. This has been a fabulous success for well, you Well, thank folks. you. A thank fabulous you. success. So for the 100 plus, mm-hmm. how do they get in contact with you? Okay, so they can just email me okay. at the chamber, and it's okay. Lee, it's L-E-I-G-H, at WilliamsonChamber.com. So they can reach out to me there about 100 Women Who Care or about um, the chamber if they have questions about membership or getting more engaged. Lee, thank you so very much. I'm thrilled that you asked me to this be a part really of this. Been so wonderful. thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Our time is up for this special edition of 3 a.m. What a great adventure recording 3 a.m. at the Williamson County Chambers Business Expo and Job Fair. My thanks to Clark Buckner and Sam Zern for their help with the remote setup and talking to folks about the McFarland Group. This is your host, Deb McFarland Enright. Thanks again for listening to 3AM. We have much more coming your way to help you optimize your impact in making the world better, disrupting the status quo. Remember to subscribe to receive my takeaways and extra guest material from our conversations on the 3AM podcast.